When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. And then I'd come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, I don't know. I don't know what I do anymore. Joining me today, he's my co-host on this podcast, so there's that. He is back this week, so that's another thing that I can say. He refuses to give up his love of Domino's Pizza. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff May. Also joining me, she is a fantastic comedian. She actually makes money at it, which is weird. She has a new album out, her first album. It's called Beach Trash. You should buy it. Don't listen to it on Spotify. Buy it. Ladies and gentlemen, Valerie Toss. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm Adam Todd Brown. Jeff, what the fuck are you doing? I'm drinking water. But you're, you know what you're doing. You're mocking me. I was drinking water. You're is doing it, that is thing being where hydrated you hide your a form face of mocking? and you go. Ee, ee, ee. I and don't recall that. I was just staying hydrated. It's good for your skin as well as your insides. This motherfucker. Hey, Jeff's here this hey. week. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's me. I'm black. Also joining us as very special guest. Valerie Tassi. Val, do you know Jeff? Uh, reluctantly, I sure do. Same. <laughs> She's Just our same. Valerie special guest. <laughs> what? No, I said very. I didn't Valerie, because her like name Fred is Valerie, the karate studio Valerie. owner. You could have said Valarian. That would have been a little more topical, but sure. Nice try. Let's no, catch up right. those jokes, huh, Jeff? <laughs> My shit's solid. Bro. Oh, you were serious. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Welcome to the show, Val. It was nice having you for the last time. Tell us about your shitty opinions, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, we're doing a we're doing an unpopular opinions. Yeah, a episode. vintage unpops we like to say. Oh, a vintage unpops. Even though it's not like this show did not start out as us just sharing unpopular, or maybe it did. No, it did. It started out with you having unpopular opinions, and we would debate them. <laughs> oh yeah, the first episode was everyone teaming up against Jeff about how hockey sucks. It was. Hash hockey in Hannah Montana. Okay, that first of all, of, that was the name alone. of the episode. Hockey is fun in person, just not on TV. Yeah, yeah. like we've all been to the same hockey game I together. I was going to say, we were at the same game. Shout out to all the Kingsmen podcast or yeah. to the Kingsmen podcast. Yeah, you, uh, yeah hit us up soon up. because my birthday's coming up, which means that the Kings are playing the Bruins again soon. January 5th. Ooh, you're oh, early this year. It's my mom's birthday this year, so you don't get to go. I'm flying her out to go. <laughs> I know that's a lie because there's nothing. Th that would be the last thing that you would do. <laughs> no, my mom stays home. Wow. So yeah. 
Yeah, we're talking about some unpopular opinions. I'm very excited. We got some barn burners. I went week. I went full seasonal. Yeah, Jeff went holidays with his. Yeah. He's very, very loyal to some and not to others. Very corporate. Think, very corporate I, with Jeff. I think opinions. others have been uh getting a little too much love lately and need to be brought down a peg. It's because we're in that season, you absolute monster. You know what? It's okay. the season where everybody still acts like they were the most bullied kid in high school and that this is their chance to no longer be bullied, even though they're doing the exact same thing every single other person is doing. The mentality behind these people. Is I what? feel like we should just start with Jeff's first. <laughs> well, well that's not. Okay, I'll start one. Halloween parties stop being fun like right around 21 years old. Like right when you're about of legal drinking age, Halloween parties are no longer fun. You're so lame. Here's the thing. I get adult Halloween parties. Dressing up is fun. And it's a reason to have a party. Okay. So a couple of things to say. First off, if you're wearing in any form of a complicated costume, you're not going to have fun. It's not fun. It's not a great experience. That I agree with. If you're wearing a mask, you're either not wearing it or low-key choking the entire time. <laughs> From a weather perspective, you wear your costume and you're it's nice and brisk out. And you're like, this is great. And then you go to like a house filled with people and it's like 89 degrees in there. And you're just sweating <laughs> all your fucking makeup and all your hot breath is recycling back in. It's silly. When you're a kid, Halloween parties are fucking awesome because you don't have money. So like you're getting free candy and fun and like curated fun. That's fucking awesome. When was the last time you had a fucking bobbing for apples station at an adult party? (laughs) Adults don't do that shit. And so once you crest past the I'm a child portion of Halloween, then it's the I'm going to put on a costume and get drunk because it's a party and I'm in high school or college and that's what we fucking do. Once you become like past 21, you might have a job where you can buy your own fucking candy and you can legally get drunk in other places. Halloween parties are just a fucking problem, man. I would love to counter this because I love that you're like you are in a room with a bunch of people and it's hot. You are obsessed with Christmas and wearing shitty Christmas sweaters, which is way more hot Mm, in a crowded party. How crowded do Christmas parties really get? Always crowded. Have you been to a holiday party? What's wrong with yeah, you? Like a corporate one? They usually have good ventilation. No, Not they don't. Some dudes have. And also, people have holiday parties all the time that are packed. Yeah. Um, also, Halloween is a lot about the nostalgia, too, where it is a different kind of fun, but it doesn't mean that it's not fun. And yes, there are parties where people go and they just get fucked up and wasted, and that's that. But there's also parties that still cater to it being an experience and being spooky and doing other types of stuff like, you know, Ouija board seances and having built in ha- like haunted houses and stuff. Wait, a Ouija board seance? I already mentioned the 21 years old thing. Okay. Before 21, you can do that. Yeah. Okay. What? Wow. Okay. You're like, we get together and play light as a feather, stiff as a board. Yeah. And we watch the craft. No, I would, like, mm-hmm. I would fuck with a Halloween party that included a seance. For right? Sure. Wouldn't that be so fun? Yeah. But you don't have, but they don't have them. They don't do those. What are you talking about? First of all, I guarantee you. How many you Halloween if- parties have you been to where there was a fucking seance? <laughs> a few, seance actually. <laughs> yeah. Because the other thing, too, is it's not always just a seance, but a lot of times they'll have somebody doing fortune telling and reading, doing tarot and things like that that are really fun. 
I've literally never been to a Halloween party where there was somebody reading tarot. I've done that so many times. How have you not? We're in LA. People are reading tarot. People are doing tarot on the street in the middle of May. How would you not go to a party where people are doing tarot? I feel like Val is hitting some higher class Halloween parties than we are. Yeah, you're looking at hired entertainer Halloween parties. (laughs) You're pulling yourself out of the everyman experience at a Halloween party. Don't forget where you live versus where the rest of the country lives. Was Beyonce at that party? Yeah. Okay, I've been to several Stay Halloween parties. <laughs> god damn it. Oh god, why isn't there a time limit on the Zoom? I hate that you paid for the expensive one. Oh, <laughs> uh, we can go all night. We, have, we both have it, so we can I'll plug mine in too. I'll, I'll pay for the expensive one. <sighs> I just like look, Halloween parties when you're younger, I fully understand. I totally get it. But like it got to be like every year after go, you're just sitting there and it's fucking miserable. And also going back to like going to Christmas holiday parties and shit like that. Um, you don't have to like wear a full costume. You might wear a sweater maybe and take it off. But if you take off your costume at a Halloween party, people are like, Oh, someone's not fun. <laughs> Fuck that. You know, it's interesting because just because you're a Christmas guy doesn't mean that you can't like Halloween. I hate that it has to be an either or scenario where I get defensive about Halloween because you shit on it so much. Therefore, I I feel like I have to shit on Christmas, even though I like Christmas. Well, okay. first off, I don't hate Halloween. There's just aspects of Halloween where I'm like, "Mm, who's this for? It's for a lot of people. Look, man, I know. I've seen my bank account. I know how much Halloween costs. Okay? I know I how that, much. I love that he says this like Christmas isn't the most expensive <laughs> holiday. I have spent I spent more money on two tickets to Not Scary Farm than we will spend on the entirety of Christmas. And that I was know, just one event. I know that that is a boldface lie because I've seen what you do during Christmas time and you do okay. it all throughout the year. So you might not notice that you're spending that much money because you're doing it incrementally. But when you spend money on a ticket for something, it is a lump sum. And here's okay, the, here's, it, here's the thing. I've, I've gotten gifts from Jeff. He spends more on my birthday than two tickets to Not Scary Farm. Thank you. That's not true. I'm actually just good at finding gifts. <laughs> That's not that I spent. Do you know how much it costs to go to Knott's Scary Farm for two people? To I do get not because I it's I have if no. If you do interest. the fa- if you do the fast pass, if you it just was, went, it it's not that bad. It's like eighty bucks. It's like a regular theme park ticket. But if you go for the fast pass, which we do, because if you don't want to wait three hours in line to get through one fucking uh, haunted house, I don't. Yeah. So then you spend the money. I spent after all of my expenses for that one six hour experience, a hair under $700. First of all, this is because we bought the fast passes. So that's two people (laughs) with two fast passes and general admission. Plus there was a ton of other, what else did we do? We did $30 worth of parking. Okay. Food overpriced food. But if that's a theme park experience, though, that's first of all, it's not a Halloween party. And it's no. also it's also a theme park. It's like going oh, to Disney World. I wasn't calling this a party. I was just cycling back to you being like, why don't you like Halloween? I don't dislike Halloween. I don't like how expensive all this shit is. And I guess I'm wrong. Jeff, for my last birthday, gave me $600 cash. 
So I pay way less. So yeah, less. <laughs> he spent much less than on Not Scary Farm. And then you and know I'm what I gave Jeff that- for his next birthday? Six hundred dollars cash. Five hundred and eighty dollars yeah. cash. Yeah, we just, <laughs> just trade it back and forth and take a twenty off the top each time. Yeah. Um. No, because it's one of those things. Like I enjoyed Not Scary Farm, but I also got ripped off going to Not Scary Farm. It was too much money, and that is fucking silly. Like it's too much money for that shit. Show me a Christmas theme park that costs that much. It's not going to happen. Okay. Uh, Knott's Merry Farm. (laughs) Knott's Merry Farm does not have haunted houses in it. Knott's Merry Farm is you pay the regular admission and just walk around and soak it up. Mm. I've never been there either. Universal doesn't have Hollywood holiday nights. Universal just says, oh, look, the fucking Grinch is here in the afternoon. Go say hi. Like, that's the whole thing. And I'm like, well, that's the shit I'm talking about. I don't need to spend all this extra money to walk through. People go, I don't need nine fucking Jason Voorhees is coming out of the side pretending that I'm supposed to be afraid of them when they're like all five, eight. It's not scary. What does everyone think of haunted houses? I love Um, them. I don't know, man. (laughs) Like, when's the last time you've been to a haunted house, Jeff? Like well, a week. <laughs> yeah, like Adam, I don't I don't think you understand how many things I have to do in October. <laughs> I know. I we know. do one, maybe two things during Christmas that aren't the actual Christmas celebration. So we so can't cool. let's not pretend that I somehow am getting my way by being a Christmas person over a Halloween person. We're doing a lot more Halloween things. Christmas, we'll go to Descanso Gardens mm-hmm. and then maybe I'll get a trip to Universal out of it. I feel like I have opened a real can of worms here. No, this is what I'm here for. <laughs> but honestly, that being said, yeah, Halloween parties, they're not that they're not that. What are you going to do? You guys going to all watch a movie together? You have to try to watch a movie with nine people at the same time. It's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, when it's you because you won't shut the fuck up during it. Well, what's the oh. point of just silently watching a movie with nine people? See, that's the point. It's a, it's a, it's a fucking. I love that a, you said this. Like people don't. Coin. Like people don't go to a movie theater. Like that's you not go exactly to a movie what theater, you do. Not at some dude's house on a Halloween party. Fucking boring. <laughs> also, we do certain things for Jeffrey on how ha- on Halloween. Like we're going to see Demon Night at. Brain Dead Studios, and he requested that, and I was like, "Hey, that sounds great. Let's go do that." That sounds fun, that. Jeff. Yeah, I, I did. I saw that Demon Knight was playing, and said, "I would like to, I would like to do something for Jeffrey during this during Jeffrey's birthday month." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I forgot it's Jeff's birthday month. Val, how dare you? Let me tell you right now, I have a pretty, I have an opinion on Jeff's birthday because he is so difficult. When it comes to this, I've been bugging him for weeks. What do you want for your birthday? What do you want to do for your birthday? My birthday's hey, tomorrow, by the way. No, it's not. Yeah, it's Jeff acts like his Keep birthday. Keep bro. Jeff acts like his birthday oh, doesn't even right. exist. Yeah, he's so frustrating because if he's like, I don't want to do anything. I just low-key, 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 low-key. But then we do something low-key and he, I could tell he's got like, just he wears this mask of disappointment on his face. <laughs> and it's so, it's like, I don't, just tell me what you want to do. Like, you know, like it's, it's hard. I don't think we need to get too deeply into <laughs> this because boy, I could say some things about celebration of my birthday and the ideas that we have. Oh no. And oh, we, no. we, and we don't want to do that. 
Hey Val, want, what's you what's, what's your next what's your next? Hold on, opinion? hold on. Wait, no, 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 no. This is my <laughs> gift. This is my gift. You know what I want? You know, I want simple things for my birthday. I want to do the things that I really love to do on my birthday. I wanna I wanna go to my boxing gym. I wanna play pinball. I wanna eat one of those fucking surf and turf burritos. Like I I want that. Val, like, would that's it kill you to let Jeff beat the shit out of you on his birthday? Honestly, then he doesn't would, have to I, go to the boxing gym. Adam, let me tell you, I would love to be beaten senseless just to fucking make the day pass faster. Like, please do it. Not one black guy, too. I just, I don't want to remember a You're goddamn thing. into two black guys. <laughs> oh, my God. What is wrong with you? Okay. So I kept saying, like, hey, why don't we take a, a trip overnight somewhere? And so we talked about potentially doing Monterey, which was going to be really fun. Like the one but place then, I really want to go. Yes. And I said yes to it. You're making it sound like I said no. I was like, all right, let's do it. But because we kept hemming and hawing about when we were going to do it and me trying to get to wrangle this motherfucker to commit to it and which dates we were going to do, it got down to the wire. And he's like, well, we have to go on the weekend. And I was like, okay, but you know, it's going to be me person with full-time job is like, it's better to go during the week because it's not going to be as crowded and it's going to be way, way, way less expensive for us to go to Monterey for two nights. It's going to be like five to $600 if we go on the weekend, just or for less the, than one, not scary, farm. just for the hotel, <laughs> not for anything else. And you can stay with I Chet like, Wild. He lives in Monterey now. Chet Wild lives in Monterey. Yeah. But I was like, if we go on like Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or even Thursday, it's less than half that. And he's like, I can't. I have too many recordings. And I was like, you bank them, you fucking nerd. If I can if I can take off time from my fucking day job, like you're fine. It's your birthday. People will record early and understand. That right. sounded just like Jeff. Here's what I will also add. And also, yeah, you bank your recordings, dude. We Thank can't, you. Okay, Thank no, you. But hold on, please. Why don't we hold off for a second? Because this is October. This is all Monday the night. podcast is now. I know. My, but no, no, no. It's fine. Monday night, stand-up show. Wednesday night, we can't go that week because we have the Haunted Hayride. But what about Thursday? Oh, no, we have to go to Delusion in Pomona. We have to go to that Halloween event. So maybe I hate Halloween because it steals my birthday from me that every year. I'm going to be honest. That does sound like a lot of Halloween events. Here's the thing. We're also <laughs> friends. We're also friends with people like Dana that is very, very, very into Halloween and then invites us to do a lot of Halloween stuff. And it's a big group that does it. And of course we're going to go because it's fun and it's people we love. And we can also do his, I mean, He's off. He wants to do a weekend for his birthday anyway. So what does it matter if it's the actual weekend of his, of his week of his birthday or not? If we had figured this out weeks ago, like I was trying to, we would have easily had it scheduled before all this other shit got planned. Now, the other part is her being like, we got to travel somewhere. I'm like, OK, here's the one place I want to go. And she's like, "Ooh, that's not going to work. <laughs> Where Didn't else can say we that. go? I literally said no. I literally said we can do this but we need to plan it in advance. And now the problem is that we waited too long and Monterey is a five to six hour drive each way. So it's going to cut into a lot of our time. So I'm like, if we don't have time to do that, why don't we just go overnight to someplace that's a little bit easier to get to? Why don't we go to Idlewild or Palm Springs or Joshua Tree or San Diego or Big Bear or, or any of these other places that I don't are- want to go. I don't want to go to those places. You want to go to Ojai? I'm trying to I, fuck with I, a restaurant I, in Ojai. I also suggested Ojai a bunch of times and it's never happened. Yeah, it's going to take an overnight trip because they got pastries that I I need in the morning, but they have Indian food that I need at night. 
So Ooh. I'm going to have to like go eat there, spend the night, go to breakfast, then leave. And Ojai's dope. I did a show there and I never fucking been. murdered. It I've never great. been. I'm dying to go. A lot of wine bars. Well, you should ask to go there for your birthday. <laughs> no, I've, oh, ironically, I've asked Val, to go to the same. Oh, don't worry, let's Adam. Let's go to Ojai go- for Jeff's birthday. <laughs> Also, this place that she's telling me that she's been after me for a while, she's only brought up last year for the first time. Oh, and you she's are pretending so that it's shit. been four years. I've you never even so heard of this. Of she's like, I want to go to the Madonna oh. Inn. I have not heard of this place. I'm Madonna Inn. I've heard of the Madonna, Inn. Year, Madonna it up. Inn. Thank you. Yeah. And I've brought it up so it's many times. It's, it's obscene. Every time when, we, when we've gone up to wine country, because we drive right past it. And I'm like, I've always wanted to stay there. I want to do that for my birthday. And you're like, babe, so why don't we do it for your birthday? And then here we are four years later and it's never happened. Or Christmas or any occasion. It doesn't have to be my A lot birthday. of misremembered experiences here. Anyway, Val, what's your unpopular opinion? <laughs> this unpo- is so much fun. Isn't it? I'm sure everybody is like, oh, great. I can't wait to listen to them argue. Honestly, this is like fucking heroin to them. These people are eating their shit up. (laughs) Do you know how many people love me and Kim's show because we always fight on it? And they're just like, this was a good fight. This was a good fight. (laughs) Wow. It's the first time that you've been good in a fight. Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) Damn, Jeff. Yeah, a lot, a lot of gaslighting on Valerie's uh, point to make her think that she's had any salient points in this conversation. But anyway, by all means, go ahead. Oh, well, don't worry. Uh, un, uh, you, I don't know what you call your fans, uh, unpopular opinion peeps. Uh, you guys, please write in. D- find us online. I would love to hear your opinions on uh, and where, think. where I should be forced to spend my birthday because Val wants to travel. Oh, also, uh, fuck you. I, oh my God. I even was like, hey, I normally have class on Tuesday nights, but I planned on taking it off so we can spend the day together for your birthday and we can go and do whatever you want. Babe, no, don't, don't take it off. You I know. told and you you course, can t- If I, I t- don't, don't. Because if I don't take it off, I will never hear the fucking end of it. And I'm offering to do it because I want to do it. And How I know else? that if you tell me to take it, it will be a never ending saga. How oh. else can I spend my birthday with my secret family? If you are not <laughs> going to go to your fucking class. Oh my God. Honestly, Jeff, I wish you had a secret family. It would put so much less pressure on me. <laughs> I am the godfather of his secret children. Ooh. He's the secret godfather. Yeah. The sod father. Also a party the game that you could play. Father. <laughs> hey, hey, Val. Yes. You there? Val? Yeah. No. What's your unpopular opinion? I'd say that Jeff is a monster, but that is a popular opinion. <laughs> That's so, so popular. Um, okay. Uh, I have a few. Uh, let's go with this one first. Look, I'm from Boston. We all know this. I have a Red Sox tattoo. I love that dirty water. I am a very Boston asshole. But there's a thing that I don't like that will offend people in Boston. And that thing is I think clams are fucking disgusting. I love clam chowder. But I eat mm. around the clams. I that, that eat a bite of it, wild to me. and I spit out the clam in a napkin or back into the soup if it's just me eating it. But uh, yeah, I fucking hate them. It's the texture; they're fucking weird. It's like the same reason why I won't eat calamari. It, it's just weird. It's a weird texture. I don't like it. I it's agree. Weird. I agree. Thank you. you. Clam chowder without the clams. Just don't eat the chowder. Then you haven't earned it. No, clam I'll eat a corn chowder. Clam chowder is gross. Okay, well, the chowder is great. It's not the chowder's fault that the clams just kind of invited. It's literally the name of the chowder. Yeah, the chowder tastes like clams. That's I I suspect that's why they call it such. 
But even if it is the taste, it's not the taste that bothers you, me. It's you, the it's the texture of the yeah, clam the itself. Texture clam chowder is a deconstructed baked potato with clams and bacon and cream because it's cream bacon no, it's potato. No, but not. there's also like there a lot of times there's corn in it too. There's a lot like there's other stuff in it. I don't normally have corn in clam chowder, do we? It's usually just the potato. No, it's, it depends. Potatoes. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Like, I could understand if you're like, I don't like clams because I don't like oysters. Like, I am I like oysters on the half shell, I think are fucking foul. But clams, I don't understand why you eat the chowder if you don't eat the clams. Hmm. That to me is strange that you're like, you like the flavor, but you don't like the item itself. It's, it's a texture thing. You, hmm. Like, I'm trying to think if there's other, like oysters, I don't, I don't fuck with either. Yeah. Uh, oysters is just like a booger thing. in a rock. <laughs> well, that's I love like like scallops. I like, but cooked, I wouldn't eat a raw one. You know, like I've seen them on sushi menus, and I don't have any desire to eat a raw one. Okay, cooked scallops have essentially eighty percent of the exact same texture as a clam. I don't disagree. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I'm just kidding. In this moment, I'm realizing I haven't eaten enough of any of this stuff to have but an I opinion. I think with scallops too, like if you eat, if you're eating a scallop, you're, when you bite into it, you bite all the way through with a clam, you're not biting all the way through it. It almost feels like gum in your mouth, you know, where it's like, you're bouncing off of it. It's very chewy. And that's I don't like, like steak. That. Yeah. I don't like that. Like I steak. don't like that either. Like if you're chewing on steak, you don't bite right through it. No, 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 don't, don't be that way. Don't be that guy. You know, you know, she's talking about a different thing. Like, like that's like rubbery, like steak is like it gives you some resistance, but there's no bounce. Yeah. yeah. It's I like only a- eat a rubbery steak. I am Chris Weber. <laughs> oh, and I like my I steak. Only enjoy it. Still have some thoughts and feelings when I eat it. Oh, yeah. 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 Medium rare. If you ever get medium rare and they bring it just a little too medium and you have to send it back and you feel like the biggest asshole, but you're like, you've wrecked this. I never send a steak back no matter how bad they mess it up. I'm not trying really? to have my food jizzed on. Can I we just, tell you, can I tell you, this is a thing that, that Jeff and I actually can agree on is that one time and the person will remain nameless. We were at somebody's house who served burgers and they were so raw. And I mean, they raw, served rare burgers, like raw. It was like, like, it was like meat gum. It was fucking so, and they were like, oh, these are great. They're so good. Like, that's how they just eat them. Just we awesome like, people. And that's the only thing we remember from that trip now. <laughs> yes, it was so gross. And just like. Public service announcement, the way beef works, all of the bacteria is on the surface. So a rare steak is fine because you're cooking the bacteria off. But once you grind it up, then all that bacteria is everywhere. So a rare burger, not fine. A rare burger will kill you. A rare steak, no problem. Will be a yeah. fucking delight is it's what it'll so be. It's so good. Yeah. It's yeah, so medium good. rare. I don't mind medium either as long as it's not like too much. But uh, we were doing yeah. good um, in a cast iron skillet. We were doing some good uh, some good fillets. Yeah. Yeah, they were yeah, real yeah, good. Yeah. That, one, that one time we did them and they were like, I, it was like, we can't Perfect. recreate yeah. that magic. It was so good. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know, even man. remember I what like we clams. were talking about now. Clams. Well, clam, clams. Like, I mean, the thing is, is clams also come in two parts. You have the neck and then you have the belly. What? And like a lot of old school New Englanders like the belly and the belly is so foul. The neck is what you get in like uh clam chowder and stuff like that. I didn't, yeah. Yeah, like when you I didn't get, know when any you of get, that. 
when you get fried clams, like there's clam strips. Clam strips are the way to go, in my opinion. I don't like that whole belly shit. I've tried yeah, it gross. recently as an adult, and I was like, nope, still gross. Yeah, still gross. Clams and oysters, eh. but like I like I tried sea urchin for the first time, and I uh, I actually I liked it. So that's the thing. I eat sushi all the time. Like a raw fish and stuff is great, but it's like it's, like there's certain things that it's a consistency texture thing that I'm just like, huh. yeah, I don't I don't like a rubbery bite. No. I don't like, especially not if it's supposed to be that way. Yeah, it's gross. Like, don't, don't be that way. Be better. Man, I like it. Give me some fried calamari where it's the little guy, the whole guy. I fucking love the whole little guy. When you know it was a little squid and you're like, yeah, fuck you, buddy. You lost. (laughs) Well, then at least, you know, it's not like chopped up pig butthole. Pig, pig assholes. Yeah. Also. That was the big rumor going around for a while, right? Yeah. Oh, that? Ew, that's so nasty. Yeah, that when you get the fried calamari and it's in the rings, that's pig butthole. But it's not really. How do you know? You're going to have it tested? Because I've eaten a pig's asshole. Oh, that makes sense then. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Should we get on to one of my opinions? You got you got one of yours, yeah. I feel like we're going lighthearted this first round, so... I'll go lighthearted with this one. I have been researching a podcast about Fleetwood Mac recently. I've always been a big Fleetwood Mac fan. And in researching this podcast, it has come to my attention, at least among the three main singer-songwriters in that band, Stevie Nicks is like the Ringo of Fleetwood Mac. She is the one who needs the most help with her songs and like, here's the thing. She's great. She's great. I fucking love Fleetwood Mac. There are a lot of very great Stevie Nicks songs. I just feel like she is the weak link in that chain. Wow. wow. <laughs> the chain wow. is a song by Fleetwood Mac. Everybody. First of all, I like that you introed this as being lighthearted when both of you have come for my fucking like femoral artery in this. Like I can't like it. Feminine artery. No. Mm. Stevie Nicks. Right. Because women have periods. Now, right? I, and you're a woman. God. Yeah. FYI. Which I which I hate every day. Uh, Jeffrey mentioned that you that Ringo is actually your favorite. No, George Harrison is my favorite. You fucking I thought you were shit. a big Ringo stan. I thought you really appreciated I am, him. But everyone's favorite Beatle is George Harrison. You yeah. get it. But and, also, and, and he, but also Ringo Starr has the most, I think, solo number one hits. Like I, I think people shit on Ringo. Was, I think people shit on Ringo because it's popular to shit on Ringo. But he is an impeccable drummer, and the Beatles wouldn't be what they were without him. I don't know. I got to I got to say this, though. I saw Ringo and his all star band at the Greek and it was awful. And I'm a huge and I love the Beatles. I bet Paul McCartney isn't fucking great in concert right now either. It's I mean, I I, last time I saw him was remember Paul McCartney's 9-11 song worse than (laughs) (laughs) 9-11. And he did Mm 9-11. Yeah. Little known fact. You've got to keep your nose out of what's going on in the Middle East, man. Yeah. He tried to warn us with his band called Wings when he was like, I'm going to need those for when I crash into a tower. Exactly. Uh, yeah. The original um, uh, title of the song, Live and Let Crash into a Tower. <laughs> this is terrible. Uh, 
I love Stevie Nicks and I don't think that she, I don't think that she's the Ringo. I think, I actually, I think if anything, she's probably more of John because she's a little more, uh, needy. Yeah, kind of. I I mean, I listen, she's needy. I'm not going to, I'm not going to just, you know, fight you on that one, but more like needy Nicks. Well, it's also like, it's funny because it is kind of like John and Yoko joined the band in a way where like when her and, uh, Lindsay Buckingham Buckingham was, uh, when they joined, because that was the thing was that he was like, I'm only going to join if Stevie can join too. Can and my girlfriend come? Can my girlfriend come? <laughs> but it is very like, but also it changed their sound and, you know, but I, there's contention, I think between her and Christine. So it's, but there's, here's what I'll there's, say. There's contention. I mean, I would argue there's not because they're in the band together now, now. And now Lindsay's the one that was like, bye. <laughs> and the, like they, the reason those two were able to join the band is because Stevie Nicks and Christine McVie got along so well when mm. they joined the band. The thing is, I've been researching Fleetwood Mac, and the thing about Stevie Nicks, if you look into those early albums, especially those first two albums, the White Album, which was just called Fleetwood Mac, and Rumors, everyone acknowledges that Stevie Nicks would like bring poems or like lyrics to the studio and Lindsay Buckingham would turn those into songs and it doesn't matter. They're still great songs, but what bothers me is Stevie Nicks gets so much credit for making Fleetwood Mac what they are now. But in the context of that band, she needed the most help to make her songs what they were. Christine McVie didn't need that help. Lindsey Buckingham didn't need that help. That's also typical of a lead, of a lead though of a band is that like a lot of the times they're just the front person that is, you know, a lot of times they're not even writing their own stuff that they're just the but vocalist. Fleetwood Mac has never had a front person. They've always yeah. had several. And like Christine McVie is a lead singer songwriter. Lindsey Buckingham is and Stevie Nicks is also. Mick Fleetwood's there too. Well, no, Mick F- that's the thing. The band is named after Mick Fleetwood and John McVie. Like John McVie is the Mac in Fleetwood Mac. Mm-hmm. Mick Fleetwood is obviously the Fleetwood. And they're the two that have been there the whole time. But they're just the rhythm section. Like yeah. the singer songwriter portion of Fleetwood Mac has always been kind of a revolving door sort of thing. And like Stevie Nicks songs are great. There are a lot of Stevie Nicks songs that I like a whole lot. They're just my least favorite. Did she come up with the riff for Edge of 17? Probably not. Because that riff fucks. I will will say this, though. Name a more iconic tambourine player. And here's the thing. (laughs) That tambourine is like, she plays it to have something to do on stage. It's not like part of... It's like not part of the songs. Yeah, it, I'm gonna guarantee knows. it doesn't even have the little symbol, the little castanet things in it. it. Doesn't even have those in it. It's just an empty <laughs> thing that they just let her play with, like when you let your little brother hold the second controller and pretend that they were playing the video game too. Say it's like the, just the top of a bongo drum. <laughs> yeah, it's the equivalent of in gym class. Some everyone being like, doesn't count, doesn't count. But I also think like she's also without sounding like a true white girl. But she's like a whole vibe because she is like she's got this stage presence and and she's, you know, kind of cultivated that whole like witchy 70s kind of thing. 
And I think that that, you know, she, she you think of Fleetwood Mac and you can't not think of her. So no, even though that's, that's mm-hmm. but I, I also would argue you can't think of the Beatles and not think of Ringo. Like the Beatles, as much as people discount Ringo, like they wouldn't be the Beatles without Ringo. Like they they had to fire their other drummer to hire Ringo because Pete they wanted Burst. someone better. Yeah. And like, yeah, and then, Stevie ooh. Nicks is great. I think Stevie Nicks has a lot of really great songs. I just think she's the least talented member of that band. Like, I don't know. I, I think Christine McVie, I guess another way to put it, is probably the most underrated member of that band. Like, Christine McVie has written so many fucking bangers. Like, Everywhere is so fucking good. Yeah. You make love and fun over my head. Uh, if we're getting into the era before Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham joined the band, then come a little bit closer. Prove your love. Master like, of Puppets. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Ride the Lightning. Like she fucking bangers one and all. Unforgiven. My neck, my back, my pussy and my crack. Also. Oh, she, yeah. She, yeah. Christine V song. You yeah. don't know what she wrote and people forget. <laughs> Bootylicious. Right. Exactly. Which is weird that they put the, the, the Nick's riff in there. Yeah. Strange. Yeah. I think, I think between, I just think between the three of them, Stevie Nicks is my least, like her songs are the songs I seek out the least. And she's a good lyric writer, but she's not Lindsay Buckingham or Christine McVie. Like she can't. Well, when they- Lindsey Buckingham left the band. They had to replace him with two different people because nobody yeah. could. Take, oh, that's could... happened twice now. Yeah. He left in He's... the late 80s and they had to hire two people. And then he quit very recently and they hired yeah. Mike Campbell from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers okay. and yeah. uh, Craig Finn from Crowded House to replace him. So they had to replace him with two music legends. And they replaced him with Bobby Brown. (laughs) Weird. Well, it's 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 funny because I've seen Fleetwood Mac a few times. Like, I think I've seen them five times live. And I've seen them in different iterations where I saw them when Christine was still not part of the group. Then I saw them when they were all together again. And then I saw them. Was it without Joey Fatone? I can't. (laughs) I can't remember. I think it was without Lindsay. But it, it's wild because, like, when I saw that show of them when they were all finally together again, it wasn't even just like, oh, the band's back together. They sound like they're supposed to sound. The energy of that performance, because they were so fucking excited to all be back together, was so palpable. You must have got them early in the tour then. No, it was at the end of the tour. And they were, oh, still they were probably so, excited to be done then. Well, they were so grateful to just, like, ha- you know, be. And they kept saying, like, we're so happy you're back. We're like, we're so thank, like lucky. And like all, it was just, it was really great. Sorry yeah. to be sincere on this podcast. I know that's not the whole I'm like, but the cynic in me is probably like, that was probably just a performance. Cause it is always funny whenever like you hear that but and then immediately not- someone leaves and you're like, Oh, you were, you just guys did that because you wanted to make the fans feel good. And fan service is important. But Like not really like think about all the shit me and you have been through. I don't think we got back together and started doing pods for the sake of the fans. Like, no, as a matter of yeah. fact, I hate the fans. Yeah, yeah same. Jeff, Jeff, look at you and I. We got back together and we clearly still hate each other. 
exactly. Which time? Like Fleetwood Mac, they've been together so long now. Like that yeah. first album with Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham came out in 1975. Like they are a family. Gosh. Like at this what? point, like even when they break up, like if you look at Lindsey Buckingham solo stuff, Mick Fleetwood still plays on it. Like they're still. I guarantee right now, Lindsey Buckingham is in And contact. Mick Fleetwood are bucking. Maybe. Like, probably. It's, they've all been, <laughs> there was a lot of switcheroos in that. Like it, they, they have business disagreements, but I think they're like, they genuinely love each other. Yeah. And that's, oh. that's one of the cool things about that band. They're like, they've yeah. held it together that long, even though the lineup changes as much as they do. And they're one of my favorite bands. It's just that Stevie Nicks is my least favorite member of the band. I mean, not least, like among the songwriters, like John McVie, I guess, would be my least favorite, although he's a great bass player. I'm so bummed that I missed her show at the Hollywood Bowl. I know you're not, but. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't. I've seen Lindsey Buckingham solo a bunch of times, and I don't know if I, I would to. care to see Stevie Nicks solo. I actually saw Lindsay and Christine when they did that random like du- uh, duo album. That's a I really good that. album too. Yeah, I that saw was supposed that when- to be a Fleetwood Mac album, and Stevie Nicks was the one who she was just mad that Christine McVie had been gone for so long. I guess I don't know. Yeah. She flew away like a white winged dove. I don't. What do you mean? Sing song, sing so sing. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I don't know how many more opinions we're gonna get to. Oh, we'll get more. I'll drop one real quick on you. Let's talk candy. It's October. It's Halloween time. People are going to get their preferred things. I'm going to say this. Mounds, not only an underrated candy bar, one of the best candy bars out there. Well, then explain why it's so gross. See, that's the (gasps) thing is it's not. And people just assume that it is. People are like, I don't like coconut, which whatever. People don't make it their first choice, so they don't appreciate it. First and foremost, Mounds is one of the few candy bars that has the fucking balls to be dark chocolate as its fucking base level. Dark chocolate is a treat and you rarely ever get it in the candy world. And then all everything's milk chocolate, which is fucking boring and lame. You're fucking boring and lame. I don't care. Adam, I hate that I have to say this, but I actually agree with Jeff, which I know no one saw this coming, but Like, like People are like, the, the, I'll just get an Almond Joy. First off, Almond Joy is shit for two reasons. Number one, the milk chocolate is trash. At Number least two, Almond Joy is trying. Uh, no, it's not. Okay, because here's <laughs> the thing. Mounds' texture is important to the entire experience. It is considered to be, it's like that good mushy texture where it's got the fucking coconut that's being held together by probably a whole lot of corn syrup. All right. And you have this thing where you could chew it with your tongue and that's not bad for the situation. Not every candy has to be something that you crunch. All right. When you add, you know, I mean, like peanut butter cups are fine. Peanut butter cups with pretzels. Also fine. You can chew them or you can just smash them up with your mouth. It doesn't matter. But when you add a fucking almond in the middle of this thing, that's supposed to be relatively chewy, it changes the whole situation. The almond joy is the worst version of the mounds. The mounds is a fucking delight. It's a good candy. Out People of love- all those versions of the mounds, <laughs> it's almond joy is the worst. I like a I like a green tea mounds myself. A Sorry? green tea mounds. Or, I'm jo- that 
See, the joke was there's only mm. two versions. Like the Kit Kats, yeah. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why. Okay. They're all, like one has to be the word. It's fine. Go on. It's an underappreciated and disrespected candy, and it needs to be respected more because there's so many people that go, they're like, oh, Reese's. It's like, fucking sure. Okay, great. Perfect. Reese's is awesome. But like, how boring are you that that's your go-to every time? Like, mix it the fuck up. Oh, you like Snickers? Cool. Any candy that'll kill a, a weak child, I'm totally all about. <laughs> like, I'm into it. I'm not going to lie. But on top of that, like, what, what the fuck? Like, what do you need? Uh, uh, Hershey's Cookies and Cream? It's fucking foul. No, fucking Mounds Bar coming in. Ugh. Cookies Hershey's and Cookies and Cream is delicious. Do they even still make those? The fucking disc- I think they do. They sold them. Didn't they? They sold them in the movie theater for a while. Remember when Remember when Hershey released the Symphony Bar? The Symphony Bar like, was delicious. And it's like, yeah. what are you? And they're like, we're like a prestige candy bar. It's just a fucking Hershey bar. No, it wasn't. It had toffee chips. Toffee shreds. Yeah. Didn't it? A symphony bar ruled. They were so good. I wish they still I don't made respect it. your candy. What's the what's the one that we used to love that is a very dad? It's the one that like it's like a it's like a a square and it's got chunky? a bunch of like is that what it yeah, like a chunky a yeah, chunky, right? which is which is trail mix in a candy bar form. I bought one chunky bar in my entire life, and when I opened it, a maggot came crawling out of a hole in the top of the chocolate bar. Yeah, so Ew. I've never tried a chunky bar in my life. Oh, I'm guessing that came from um, the raisin. It came from the center of the chunky bar. That's like, thank so you for gross. rescuing me. I didn't know how long I was going to be in there. That thing was in That's heaven like- in there. I was eating an apple one time and I was like halfway through the apple. And as I went to take another bite, a fucking worm just came out of the bottom of the apple and was like, what up, bro? I mean, that's the old adage. What's worse, you know, what's worse than finding a worm in your apple, finding half a worm. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. You nasty. Uh, I'm telling you, man, mounds is just, it's, it's such a, it's so good. And people don't like, I'll buy one at a store every once in a while. And I have to like dust it before I pick it up. It's like covered in dust. Yeah, it's of course. so disrespected. Been there since the fucking 80s. The one thing that I almost feel guilty about is like during Halloween, the trade value, because the mounds was so undervalued that you could trade like one Snickers and you would get like five mounds. Like the, the transfer rate was ridiculously <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, it's because one like is that. way better than the other. No, it's not. Yeah, one it just is. got better PR. The currency of a Snickers was far higher than... Uh, yeah, the trade value was, it was whatever. It was a it was a seller's market for Snickers at that time. Yeah. And I was cashing I do in. Love, I do love mounds. And you're right, they are dusty when you go to eat, get one because no one ever touches them. I'm actually surprised that they've lasted, to be completely yeah. honest, because I love them, but it's like, almond, you, you see Almond Joy everywhere, but you never really, like mounds is always harder to find as a standalone thing that isn't in like a, isn't in a Halloween bag for trick-or-treaters that, comes with an assortment, you know? The, pop- the popularity of milk chocolate over dark chocolate is a good example of how just utterly It's because they're marketing towards children. Yeah, okay, okay. Okay, at me next time. Added, bro. Am, You've been added. I am a big proponent of milk chocolate. I think dark chocolate, why do I want a fucking savory chocolate? Like, why is it so bitter? It's What's not, it it's mad sweet about? and bitter at the same time. That's it's also bitter. I don't, bitter. Chemistry. Bitter. No. I don't. Why do I want bitter? 
It also depends on the the percentage of the chocolate too. Like if it's yeah. 90% in cacao, an 85% then it's going to be like, cacao, yeah. yeah, then it's going to be in your face bitter. But if you're getting something that's just regular run of the mill, dark chocolate, it's not bitter. I can't do the milk chocolate because it tastes waxy to me because it tastes really fake. And like, yeah, I can't do it. Like, especially a lot of the candies now, like I can't eat them because they taste fake to me. Like I, well, yeah, cups like, I don't enjoy anymore. I need the like dark chocolate peanut butter cups from Trader Joe's are really like your, great. like your mass marketed candies. Yeah. That's all trash, but they're making high end stuff with milk chocolate still. You know what I also love a junior mint and you know what I realized? Dark chocolate. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I like to freeze a box of junior mints. I oh, but it's a too. savory chocolate. Fuck you. you. Fucking coward. Fuck you. Fuck you. Val. What is your next opinion? I'm scared to say this one out loud, but I personally think that Train is a vastly underappreciated band and they should have had Maroon 5's career. I'll fucking say it. Uh, Look, I know. I know. You can both come at me. It's fine. I'm going to be over here meeting Virginia, real stoked about it, and it's going to be fine. Yeah, I think Train sucked. I didn't, I didn't like their music. And I almost just spit that out. <laughs> for them to have had Maroon 5's career, that guy, whatever his fucking name is, Patrick Monahan, I think. That is his name. Yeah, he's going to have to have Adam. Know thy enemy. <laughs> he's he's going to have to have Adam Levine's strike up a convo with an Instagram model personality. And I feel like he does not. That has been fascinating to watch. Like, <laughs> it's so funny because like, what is it? I forget who it was. Jeff told me this, that there was maybe somebody on Twitter that said this, where they were like Adam Levine, because of all of his terrible tattoos, that like his chest looks like a Chipotle bag, which is <laughs> one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Well, man. That's so true. But like, yeah, you look at him and you're like, oh, he's cheating on his wife. Wow. I'm so shocked. I never saw this coming. But uh, he does look like a very generic fuck boy, right? Yeah, he sure does. If he look, he looks like he if if we were to open up his Spotify playlist, it's just only sublime. Like That's what it looks like. I here's what I'll say, though, from a musical perspective, I consider them to be equal. I consider Train and Maroon 5 to be equal. They're so different, though. Except that Maroon 5 seems to seem to have gotten in on the mainstream vein, whereas yeah. Train had this really good, like, two-album flair, and then they just died, right? No, I think Maroon 5 is definitively a better band. Like, mm. I, can, I can at the very least name way more... I know on last week's episode, I pretended I probably couldn't, but I can name way more Maroon 5 songs than I can train well, think, songs. Think about it this way, though. With Maroon 5, a lot of their songs that you know are off their first album. And then ever since, like, songs about Jane went nuts because there's a bunch of bangers on it. Because they were also a band before they were Maroon 5. There was Kara's Flowers before that. So they have a lot of hits on that first album. But then after that, there's, like, one hit really on each album after that were trained they have they, their hits have been more spread out across more albums i think than maroon fives have i can only and, name the two 
Like, meet Virginia and Drops of Jupiter are the only real train hits. Uh, uh, hey, hey, Soul, hey, Soul Sister is another one. Oh, I forgot that's train? Yeah. Uh, God, Save, me San, Save Me San Francisco is another one. Yeah, you're one of them, um, uh, Real funny thing is my friend. I will grant uh, you Hey, Soul Sister, but <laughs> no, one no of my, that San Francisco song does not count. My, my friend used to work uh, in the promotions department of a radio station and he got me into their like Halloween holiday thing. And then he would periodically text me to ask me, how oh, do you want to meet X person or X band or whatever? And he sent me a text that just goes, hey, do you want to meet Train? And this was at the concert. And I was like, no. And he just went, why not? <laughs> like he got so offended <laughs> that I just rejected the, the idea of meeting Train. And I was just like, I don't want to meet Train. I got to meet Guster. And that was exactly what I wanted out of this trip. Okay. Um, mar- I like how me. you got all on your high horse about train, and then you're like, "No, I'm here to meet Guster." I will, yeah. st- I will fight for Guster. Good. I will do another Good. episode of the show care. with They're you, still and not I will that good fucking, of a band. I will drown you in Guster knowledge. Guster is average at best. Thank you. You this- piece of fucking shit. They are. Two. They're like a less interesting puddle of mud. Get the. Fuck out of here. Sorry, motherfucker. Yeah, fuck you. They are another band that. that has like one or two good songs at best. You know what's funny? So last time we were playing, like we always do, Dr. Mario and listening to different playlists. Well, instead of the theme of Dr. Mario and Evanescence came on and I got to drop the knowledge that I was like, yeah, they're like so Jesus-y. They're a, they're a Christian band. Jeff was like, what? And I was like, you didn't know that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hell. And then it hit me where I was like, she seems like a Christian, though. <laughs> did they? And also, did they also, like how funny would it be from it after? Uh, like, were they still a Christian band when they became popular? Or was it like a Katy Perry thing? When they did the Daredevil soundtrack? Oh, wait, Katy Perry was a Christian singer? Oh, her yeah. dad's a preacher. Yeah, Katy oh, Perry. Oh, I didn't know that started as a christian musician i didn't until everyone saw those rocking jugs yeah oh my god and she had sex with that shark and it changed everything or how i don't know how it happened wait what (laughs) jessica simpson was a christian singer too and then well that yeah but she's hella country that doesn't surprise me we gotta market these jugs jesus christ that's what they do oh i'm sorry that i noticed a thing that happened there's better ways to say it jeff it's funny when you hear an evanescence song and you think of miss piggy singing it because it it lands it's like a lateral move how so just listen to like the okay and then picture it as miss piggy i've always thought evanescence was not a good band so i didn't ever listen to them i do like i just remember i just i just remember a lot of towny women singing my immortal at karaoke night every, every wannabe singer weekend. i bet yep. i like it's i love that they all of me like every time you're like oh god yeah that's sad blonde streak highlights uh that's their anthem yeah yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. it's that or it's like pink but i love that one song where it's just her doing like opera stuff and then a guy going wake me up that was their big hit that it was, was a like huge their- hit yeah. 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 It's because they're not, they're, they're kind of like train in that they're not that good of a band. Ah! They have so many hits. Listen, you know what they are? Train is like, train is like what Pat Monahan is going to be our generation's Rod Stewart. We're a bunch of, <laughs> no, he's not. 
No, but I mean in a way where a bunch of moms are going to be fucking throwing their panties on stage. Oh, that's Daughtry. The answer to that is Daughtry. Daughtry no is, is the modern Rod Stewart, where no it's a bunch of moms way. that think they're edgy because that's their version of rock and roll. I want you to know that I did win tickets to Daughtry on my birthday when I lived in Boston, and I went, and it was great. I bet you did. I bet it wasn't great, though. <laughs> it was really fun. It was at House of Blues. Uh, but... Train has a lot of hits that you guys aren't counting, and I'm just very upset. I think oh, that's because they're, they're not hit. hits. Yeah, yeah, it's because they're not. Here's what I'll say: There's a song released by Train, especially from current events. I feel like Train may have handled fame better, and we wouldn't have hated the dude the way people have sort of really rallied against Adam Levine, and now we find out quite rightfully so. I yeah, also it, think it, I think a lot of people's hatred towards Train is because they way overplayed drops of jupiter i think if they didn't overplay the shit out of that song people would just be like oh yeah it's a band that i just don't really know that well you know yeah, what i mean was, i don't think there was been was so much vitriol but everyone's like this fucking song why is it in every graduation and every other like blah 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 you know they're like three doors down without the edge fuck god damn it yeah three doors down they were pretty edgy yeah i i don't know i just don't like their music is the main problem okay. for me when it comes to train do you like, okay, do you like, um, they're not country, but they have some roots in that. Do you listen to any of that type of stuff or no? I don't know what your taste in music is. Do you other listen than to Chris Stapleton? Theater. I am very tired of voices like Chris Stapleton's. Then, I'll say this. I listen Lis- to a lot of country music, but mostly women. Like, especially oh. modern country, I find, like, there's a band called Little Big Town, who are essentially yep. the country Fleetwood Mac, except I find the male half of that band very annoying and obnoxious. And the female half of that band, I, they have a song off their new album called All Summer. Oh, chef's Kiss. So good. <laughs> But then you listen to the album and like all the songs by the dudes just sound like songs about trucks and beer and shit. They're all like, wake me up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I don't have a problem with country music at all. You should listen to Train's first album. It's a self-titled album. It's the one that has Meet Virginia on it. But just just give it a cursory listen. I I really like it. Meet Virginia. Because, you know, Uh, you get it. uh, It's a domestic violence joke. I mean, listen, they're not for everybody, but I did have Maroon 5 sheets when I was in college, which is very embarrassing. (laughs) That is insane. I know. That those ever even existed. They were custom made, which makes it even worse. Excuse me? What the fuck? (laughs) That is the twist of the century. What, Jeff? Did you know this before? (laughs) Why the fuck? I would not have had her on if I had known that. Jesus (laughs) Christ. (laughs) So who that's made something that you, you should have said on maroon it was five a, sheets. It was on either either eBay or because Etsy wasn't around then, so I Wait, think so, it must have been eBay or something. So you Somebody went on eBay and you I googled. I googled it? maroon five sheets. You googled maroon five sheets. You were so desperate for maroon five sheets that you were like the information superhighway. Listen, you must have information. I just need you to remember that this was the time when we all had AOL and we had our screen names and we all left song lyrics as our way message. And so I really just needed to compliment my dorm room. With you needed to walk the walk. Yeah. Was the whole band me- <laughs> on them or just Adam Levine? Oh, it was the whole band. 
because I can't name a single other member you of know, that You want to know something funny? I've met them before because when I was living in... The sheets, Val? No, gross. When <laughs> I was living in... No, when I was living in Massachusetts, I had tickets to see them and my friend Lauren was going to go with me, but she was under 21, which she could still get into the venue, but they were like, they gave her a wristband and were like, you can't drink. If we catch you drinking, you're getting kicked out of the show. Of course... We're there. They're on. It's their first or second song in this. And some fucking dude buys her a drink. And I was like, and she got kicked out. And I was like, motherfucker. And she was, you know, she was like 19 or something. And I was a couple years older. It was right before I moved out here. So I was probably 22. And I was like, I'm not going to leave her like alone on the streets of Boston at night. So I left the show. But here's what's funny is we walked because we were like, I don't know what we're going to do. So we like walked around the corner and we saw a hotel. So we're like, let's just sit in their lobby and then figure it out. We were there for a while because, you know, cell phones, people had cell phones, but nobody really had like full blown Internet and stuff on their phones yet. So we were just sitting there like figuring out what the fuck we're going to do. And time went on. And then the next thing we know, the band comes into the fucking hotel because it's the hotel they're staying at. And they're in the lobby and we're like, what is happening? And so we just started talking to them and and we were like, we were at your show and we got kicked out. (laughs) And they were like, fucking what? So we ended up talking to them in the lobby for like 45 minutes. And then they went back up up to their rooms and went to bed and we went home. Did you mention Mm. that i had sheets i did not that you may have had bedding custom bedding (laughs) in your dormitory that you're like you know back in my did you pay for those three thousand no they were i would say maybe like 30 bucks was the thread count on those things (laughs) fucking not great they were scratchy as hell it was like it was like i was getting scratched by the fucking scruff yeah. on their beards on their face but on sheets <laughs> yeah you're getting scratched by adam levine's levine's whatever his fucking name is the trendy five o'clock shadow val can you name one other member of maroon five no not now of course not yeah i can't yeah i i that's one band that i i feel like i've never known any i, other I actually name i you, you wonder know, if probably, they're all still the same or if they if anybody's switched out because i actually don't know i think Coldplay too I can't name anyone except Chris Martin in that band. Do you know Chris Martin, the comedian? No. He gets so many messages from people it's thinking so that funny. he's Chris Martin, the musician. Nice. And he just answers everyone. <laughs> Good for him. Should we do one last opinion? Yeah, Adam, give me another one. Uh, well, this one, this is almost sort of a plug because I launched a Substack recently, and by the time this goes up, there will be a bunch of articles on it. But one of the, the first articles I wrote was about fascism, because there is, yeah, let's end this on a lighthearted note. Fashionism. Uh, Got it. Right. <laughs> there, there's all this. You're dis- a fashionista, Adam. <laughs> there's been all this discussion lately. I mean, lately, and also, I guess, since Trump became president for a while about whether America is descending into fascism. And I just think it's cute that we're having that discussion because my answer to that question would be another question, which is when have we not been fascist? Because we talk about it all the time. People are like, oh, I want to go back to a simpler time. And like the response is always, all right, well, what fucking simpler time are you talking about? Like, there has never been a point in the history of this country when we were good. I know we don't fit the text 
textbook definition of fascism, but also I think yeah, that's people being a little too nitpicky about textbook definitions. Yeah, we're already got, we're already a little bit soft up to 1865. <laughs> you can't really you can't really call us the good guys at any point in time where you could own a person. Well, that's the thing. Like if we're explicitly talking fascism, <clears throat> I think people's argument would be, well, Mussolini coined that term and he wasn't around at that point. So you can't count slavery or indigenous genocide in the discussion. And it's like, well, that seems like a very big oversight. So at what point do we, I guess I, I bring this up in the article, tell me post-World War II when we haven't been fascist. Like we absorbed the Nazis into our fold after World War II and immediately set about the same world goals that the Nazis had, which was fighting communism. And I mean, they had another secret goal that we kind of discovered. Yeah, well, yeah, but what? here's the thing. Did, haven't we always had that goal? It's just I mean, not to get rid of the Jews. No, for us, it's been black people. Yeah. Well, I mean, we didn't want to get rid of them. We wanted to own them. Didn't, didn't we? Like, well, I'm talking post-World War II. Like, think about what we become as a country after we absorb the Nazis into the fold. All of the top level of our progressive movement gets literally assassinated. And from there, like, name one thing about how this country has treated black people post-World War II that doesn't feel like Nazi shit. Like, there are ghettos, which were set up, like, intentionally. Like, it didn't happen on accident, especially, like, let's just talk about L.A. South Central L.A. is what it is because of laws that L.A. put in place that made it so black people could only live in that area. What is that if not Nazi shit? It's important to remember, too, that the United States of America does have a very unique federal government in that we are quite literally a consortium of countries forming one country. I mean, when you refer to other countries, we refer to them as states um, and, you know, nation states. And we are the United States. We are literally a consortium, a, a unification of 50 different countries. And so obviously that's going to make be, mean you know, you can't have a solid through line through 50 specific places. There's no there's no logic behind that. There's always going to be awful and terrible people that are trying to get greedy and rich and racist and everything like that, no matter what. Let me ask you this. Do you think because of how divided everything is right now, do you think eventually the United States is going to at some point split itself up and maybe like everyone talks about California seceding? Yes. But like you think yes. it is? Yes. Do you think it'll be in our lifetime? I don't. Mm, I think we're going to get close. No, I think, I mean, it would be smart. It would probably be for the best. But I still maintain there has never been a point when we weren't a fascist government. Like, you can vote. Like, you can vote in this country. But, like, you could vote in Iraq, too. <clears throat> but there's no questioning that Saddam Hussein was a dictator. Like, you can vote in Japan, but the same party has ruled almost uninterrupted in Japan since 1955. Like, voting doesn't make you not fascist. And, like, we are divided as a country, but I think that's kind of the point. Like, it keeps us, it almost... Keeps us honest. Well, no, I think we're divided in a way that makes us feel like we still have a choice, 
or like there is some legitimate difference between the two sides of the government and fucking citation needed. Like Obama and Biden were throwing immigrant children in cages before Trump. Like when we went to the polls in 2020 to fight fascism, who did we elect? The guy who wrote the crime bill that disproportionately incarcerated black people. Like, did we really vote against fascism or did we award the guy who was the architect of our 1990s version of fascism? Like, if you were one of those people who was disproportionately incarcerated, does that feel like a win, do you think? I just, I want someone to tell me at what point we weren't a fucking brutal regime. Is it hmm. like, is it when Obama was in office? Because he was assassinating we American citizens with drones. Like when, like when were we not fascists? Roll them drones. Well, it's the thing too, is like, we've been fed this thing where it's like, oh, America is the greatest country in the world. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like it's, I don't know if you ever watched the newsroom. That's like even one of my favorite yeah. things where he's just like, America isn't the greatest country in the world, but it could be. What do we have? Free? What does he say? We have freedom. Everybody has freedom. Japan has freedom. Yeah. Well, that's also, I'd like thing. to say that my roommate's cat has just like come and sit on my foot, and it is I feel like very blessed. A Callie. Oh, but she you're. I, I'm not going to disagree with you, Adam. Like our our government is such a thing. Like we are we are the 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 worldly bully in that regard. Like we believe that we're doing it for good, but in reality, what good means it's our own self interests, and a lot of times those self interests are financial. And it. One of the things people would argue, I think, is, well, we're not we're not ruled by a dictator. But what you have to think about is we're getting close, <laughs> but not just that. But like we are the dictator, like we are a dictator on the world stage. Like a lot of our influence around the globe is built on us going into countries and being like, hey, you don't do that that way. That's going to cut into our interests. So. You either fall in line with what we want or we will fucking invade you or we yeah. will send the CIA in to teach your people how to topple your government. Like we are the dictator. We don't have to be ruled by one. We are one. I think what's actually happening right now is what happened in the 60s, which is we've always been this fascist regime it's just that the people who don't like it, their voices are getting too loud to ignore. And in the 60s, there was no Internet. So we could just send our Nazi fortified FBI in to infiltrate those groups and kill their leaders. And the ones we didn't kill, we could arrest them. But we're back to that point now where the progressive movement in this country is the voices are too loud to ignore. So we are either going to have to become a progressive country, very unlikely, or a bunch of mind-controlled zombies are going to have to go out into the streets and kill our progressive leadership. And when that happens, we'll be like, oh, now we're fascists. And it's like, no, that happened in the 60s, too. We didn't blame the government when it happened in the 60s, and we won't blame the government this time. We'll be like, oh, it was QAnon. Or it was the Oath Keepers. And oh, God damn it. Now Trump and Ron DeSantis have seized that. Now they're like, that won't be a tipping point. It'll feel like a tipping point, but it'll just be a thing that your parents live through also. God, 
Anyway, check out adamtodbrown.substack.com. That is up and active now. My second column was about fascism. My first was about the voice. Uh, So just a different kind of fascism. (laughs) Musical fascism. Yeah. A minute. Can I drop one last little nugget of um, of an unpop before we leave? No. God damn it. You'll need to stop whining when Christmas decorations go up in October. Fuck you. Fuck you and your fucking Christmas. That's what I Holidays don't have feelings. Companies make so much more money with Christmas shit. Let these stores fucking survive. You whining. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's let them survive. I know that Walmart's really having a rough go right now. You know, there are other stores. I know other people don't shop at places that aren't Amazon, but there are stores that are trying to survive. There are mom and pop stores that they're need not to the survive. ones that are decorating early. It's the fucking giant stores that are. You mean because some giant stores are, you think they're the only ones that are. Mom and pop like, stores are it, not. It also shows a full misunderstanding of economics. It shows that you don't get it. And also, who the fuck cares if there's Christmas? Like, why are you offended? Halloween doesn't have feelings. It is a day. So That's y'all can the just thing. That's the thing. I don't know why either of you care about this. I care about the people that keep, like, tweeting, like, oh, can't why? we just wait? Why? Why do you care because about them? Because it's fucking noise. Because it's noise and I'm faced with it. <laughs> you and don't have to be. Well, you, I mean, like, I could block Twitter, some people. But... Like, Twitter, you can, like, filter out, where, like, you could yeah. make it so the word Halloween never appears on your feed again. Yeah. In fact, you should just do that because <laughs> I would love to tweet some wholesome Halloween content, not have your fucking opinions. I don't it. touch it. But also on top of that, too, I do like trolling the people that like to whine about the Halloween stuff. It is. Mm, Jeff, that because they get sound so like riled up at, at the idea that they think this is their entire personality. Yeah. And that's so fucking good. Like Christmas is not my personality. It's a thing I enjoy for two months. Oh no, it's definitely your personality. And it is a thing that when it's not those two months (laughs) that you sink into a deep, dark depression. So every, literally all the, the whole year when it's not November or December, it's just, I miss Christmas all (laughs) the fucking time. I'm not even kidding you. That happens multiple times a week. And I'm just like, there have been, Multiple times a week. First off, this is exaggeration, but I will add there have been great strides in the Christmas music world (laughs) since Mariah Carey has been made. And I will tell you that. Don't bring up Mariah Carey just to try to get Adam (laughs) on your side. Mariah Carey has been made. Let me tell you, Candy Cane Lane by Sia, a fucking delight, Adam. It's a fucking delight. Nah, I don't care. I just, I don't care. I don't care about Christmas music. Mm. Fucking love me some Christmas music, buddy. Yeah. All I I was saying, though, is like when the Christmas decorations go up, they don't do that to like offend people with bad skin and other horror fans. Um, What they do is they just are (laughs) like, hey, we sure do would like to make more money. Uh, And this is what makes us the most money. There is a science to it that fucking everybody on the Internet that takes this shit personally and they're like, but why would you do that when I like horror movies? It's fucking embarrassing. Just let these stores put up whatever they can do to make the most fucking money they can before Amazon eventually buys them. Yeah. Are you done? Wow. Hold on. <laughs> I have to go protest outside of a Target because they're selling trees. <laughs> I mean, you're not oh. buying your Christmas tree this early. Come on. No, because it a wouldn't. Sale, if there's a sale up. Oh, oh, Adam, you you say that like he doesn't have one that's not at the ready. Okay. Like it's going oh, up. Do you have like a fake one? Yeah, we both yeah. do. 
Mm. It's hard to have a real one out here. It, it, like they get when you don't own a home too, they get so messy and they get so dry. You say you say out here like we don't all live in the same place. Well, because it's so hot here and they get so dried out. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's meaning like when we're back away, Adam. Yeah. No, I don't. I still live in L.A. <laughs> County. Uh, that doesn't that don't mean shit. <laughs> that county's doing a real lot of heavy lifting. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. I fucking love it down here. What I do love is getting to your place takes me like an hour and 40 minutes and coming home takes me like 30. Yeah, because it rules down here. So all the traffic is people trying to get down here and then the traffic trying to get to L.A. is nothing. Because uh, Any, Anyway, I'm glad that I have uh, hopefully I have poked and prodded all of the poor put upon horror and Halloween fans this week. It sounds um, like that- you changed Val's mind. Honestly, she's she's on my side. Like once we record this, she's like, you were right about everything you said. Mm. It's, it happens every time we do a podcast together. Yeah, that sure sounds like me. <laughs> that sounds like Val, supportive of me. Oh, I love my, that's one of my favorite things, Adam, is Jeff gets really butthurt that I don't listen to his podcast. Like he doesn't have 17 of them. And I'm like, I have to listen to you talk at me constantly. You think that I'm just going to turn it on willingly when I'm finally alone? No, mm. no. Anyway, speaking about that, Val, do you have a podcast that I refuse to listen to that you should plug? Yeah, I would love it. I'm glad you don't listen to it because I don't want to deal with with all of your notes. <laughs> yes, we would hate to improve. <gasps> wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Hey, Val, tell us about your podcast that I would love to be on sometime. You will be on it very soon, Adam. Uh, gladly. And we can should talk Jeff there. Um the podcast is called Family Gems. It is available, I think, everywhere, but I am not as good as po- at podcasts as you guys are, and we are still figuring shit out. But uh, it's me and Suba Grawal, who is, uh, was one of the writers for J- Jim Jeffries and uh, for his show, and very funny stand-up comedian originally from New York that's out here now. And basically the podcast is us shooting the shit with someone we like, talking about our insane fucking families. And uh, we've had some really fun people on with really interesting stuff like Samantha Hales, a, a comedian who was on a couple of weeks ago who her, she kind of comes from like a long line of like old Hollywood. Her grandfather was the skipper. Yeah. On Gilligan's Island. <laughs> Did he bring home a bunch of crime scene photos? <laughs> I can't wait. I'm seriously so excited to do yours. It's going to be so funny. Defining moment of my childhood. Oof. Yeah. How can it not be? Can you imagine if it didn't affect you? That's more yeah, worrisome. Yeah. I was just like, no, there's nothing. nothing. Yeah. Oh, those? I framed them. Why? You guys want copies? <laughs> Jeff, do you have anything to plug? Uh, well, I don't know if you know this, but I have cool friends and I have a show has Jeff called Jeff Has Cool Friends, which is available early, uncensored, with bonus content at patreon.com slash Jeff May. You can also hear Ugg Fine with Kim Crawl and other things are coming. Uh, so you can check that out again, patreon.com slash Jeff May, or a week later for free, wherever you listen to stuff. But I bleep out the cursing because you got to pay me for the cursing. Fuck yeah. Uh, you can also, you can, uh, yeah, you can also check out Tom and Jeff watch Batman on the Gamefully Unemployed Network. Uh, and also, if you want to see me live, you can hit up Blast from the Past and go to Mint on Card. We are the second Friday of every month. So the next uh, one will be eleven uh, eleven Veterans Day. Ooh, never forget. Mm. Never forget that I have a show. And that is at Blast from the Past on Magnolia in Burbank. Lots of fun. Great lineups. Free show. You know the drill. Bye. Uh, Adam, do you have anything you want to plug besides your fascist content? I mean, yeah, the again, adamtoddbrown.substack.com. Give me money to write. Uh, that would be cool. And we're going to be doing more video stuff. 
very soon. We have this whole big studio that we got to use. Ooh, that's fun. So there will be that. And I think that's it. We can get the fuck out of here, right? Val, say goodbye. Bye. Jeff, please say goodbye. You get the Valerie Tossin Family Gems rookie card, everybody. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Family Gem in 10. Bristol Street, bring a blood object to Bristol Street, I've got a